And it is Monday Motivation, brought to you by None of Your Business Podcast. On this segment, it's just going to be a little inspiration and motivation to get you through the week. Hope you guys enjoy your Monday. Now, let the show begin. And before we get into the episode, I just want to talk about my friend, Michael Chauncey. And if you guys haven't started your New Year's resolution, or if your New Year's resolution isn't maybe going as well as you want, then go over to Michael Chauncey on Instagram at Tyler Michael Chauncey, or Michael Chauncey on Facebook, or in the show notes, and find her link to join the Create Tribe. If you don't know what the Create Tribe is, well, it is a fitness mastermind program to get you and like-minded individuals on the right track having people with goals having people just build you up and your plan is going to be individually designed for you but you're going to be with maybe somebody who's more advanced or maybe somebody who's not as advanced but it's just going to be a tribe for you so go over sign up check her out and enjoy the show early bird gets the worm and the yankee fitted like who bags under my eyes and you know won't complain i'm tired i'm on go for that grip ten toes till they swole for that grip ten toes till they swole remember those days those l's i couldn't sleep right now i get paid vacay i'm staying beside breaking the blues over steak i gotta eat right you could be my peace i i don't need that energy around me i just need sun you're so cloudy i wake up good you're so grouchy please get from around me it, yeah <laughs> Yeah, you, that's, and, and you, that's the thing. That's why the title of my book is Your Journey. Every self-help out, stuff out there is a three-day adrenaline event. 21 days, turn your life around. I want everyone to go to it because you're going to have a wonderful experience. You're going to feel amazing, but you will not recover. You will not turn your life around. You will make a step towards it. This is a long, long journey. And you have to become an expert in how much pain you've been through and the resulting manipulative, maladaptive, narcissistic, awful parts of yourself. Until you can face the denial that you're in, uh, how imperfect you are, you're trapped. And that was ultimately what the suicide forced me to do is I realized there were elements of my brokenness, elements of my pain, I never wanted to go near. And that was my only option. I had to go towards it. And Mm -hmm. as soon as I did that, poof, everything fell apart. So instead of like going through your life and just putting a bandaid over a wound, you really open that wound up and heal it from the inside out. It's the only way. It's the only Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. and, And most of the things, you know, I call it this, the, the positive movement. Everyone think positive, talk positive, don't be around anyone negative. There's an old parable. <clears throat> there was a man who lost his keys. And he's outside at night looking under, you know, he's under a street lamp. 
and looking for his keys and a lady walks by and says, what are you doing? And he tells her, well, I'm looking for my keys. And she said, well, where'd you lose them? And he said, well, I lost them in my house. And she said, well, why are you looking out here on the street? And he goes, well, cause the house is dark. <laughs> That's how we all live our life. We want to stay in this positive meme. Oh, be, you know, don't go near our past is the past, all that. No, our, all of our houses are dark. And until you take the light in there, you're stuck. And that's, I mean, look at society today. There's a hell of a lot of people out on the street underneath the lamp, avoiding that dark house. And that, in my experience, that's the only, only way to truly get out of this. Why do you think society puts such a negative stigma and puts us in a box of don't talk about your emotions, don't talk about your trauma, don't talk about your imperfections? Why do you think we do that? Some of that started in the 1600s with the church and Descartes. Descartes tried to go into um, psychology and emotions, and the church said, uh-uh, that's mm -hmm. our domain. You just stay with science. So he was the first to attempt it, and, and the church, you know, I mean, I, I'm not putting church down, but mm -hmm. it's, it's an emotional process that they want you to buy into. And I'm not saying don't believe, I'm not condemning church, but it, it, that's, they want your salvation to be through them. And so there's an aspect of control there. The other aspect, though, you have to realize is the science of psychology is only about 150 years old. The first book wasn't written until the 1870s. Then you had Freud in the early 1900s and other great people. But really, it was only until the 1970s with the advent of Donahue, Phil Donahue, Oprah Winfrey, you know, all the shock jocks, you know, Morton Downey Jr., where all of a sudden, it sort of became okay to talk about your stuff. Mm. Like we never did as a society. I mean, you never shared anything. So realistically, in the last 50 years, we have just started scratching the surface of looking at emotions, looking at parenting, looking at any of this. Like in the evolution of the species, the hundreds of millions of years, we are at the very beginning, like we haven't even discovered fire or tools or the earth is, is round. Like that's how immature we are as a species emotionally and in what we know about emotions because we haven't really investigated. And so we've been trained for thousands of years, don't go there. You mm -hmm. just don't go there. And, and so most of it is a, yeah, I mean, think of how long it's taken to beat back racism hundreds yeah. of years and we're still struggling with it yeah so this this what i'm advocating which is basically in the opposite direction of everybody in this field it's going to take a long time for people to accept that i'll never see the acceptance of it but i i know it's true and the science i put the science in the book that backs it up um that shows based on what we know scientifically how the brain and body works also the studies the adverse childhood experience study all the information that's out there, it's patently obvious based on our understanding. But any new idea, that's also how our brain works. See, the set, if we've never heard something, seen it, touched it, tasted it, or felt it, every bit of information, and this is why we feel before we think, every bit of information we ever take in, the first place it hits is our thalamus. That's the emotional center of our brain. If it's anything new, it hits our amygdala. That's our fear center. 
So I, know, I already know when I speak, when I come on these shows, most people are in fight, flight, or freeze because they've never heard it. It's challenging all their long-held beliefs and everything. So they're not even into cognition because that's what happens when your amygdala fired. It shuts blow, blood flow off to the front part of your brain where you can use critical thinking and all of that. Everyone is stuck emotionally in what I'm saying. They can't even process it. That's why I tell everyone with my book, my book is a book you have to read three to five times a year for many years because of the amygdala and other parts of the thalamus that I won't get into. The next place it goes, it draws on previous emotional events. So what people don't realize is you are always having an emotional reaction to everything in your life before you ever think. And yet everyone in this industry is trying to get you to think. I'm like, you're going in the wrong direction. Until we go back and deal with the feelings that are stored in our brain and body that are then creating the thoughts, I mean, you'll get, you'll get some improvement, but you'll never get true clarity, true peace, and a true understanding of who you are and what you're meant to do until you clean up the emotion. That's scientifically proven 